Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, the Roots Bay Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development today. I'm going with a bit of an offbeat sort of topic. The case against calling up Dakota Mekas. The case against calling up Dakota Mekas. Much of the back end of the 2021 season has been about calling up players who the Cubs have access to if they retain them. But if they decide they don't want them, then they can let them walk with no severe repercussions like a Ryan Meisinger. If he's any good, if he's worth keeping, if he's worth the long-term gamble, you keep him on the 40-man roster. If he's not worth the long-term gamble, then you non-tender him. He becomes a free agent, etc., 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 like had happened in the preceding offseason. Some players that the Cubs have taken a chance with, Rafael Ortega, Frank Schwindel, Patrick Wisdom, seem to have played out fairly well. Some still are pending, and some haven't really worked out that well. It's about what you expect. You know, some work, some don't. And with the benefit of, I was having a chit chat with somebody on Twitter who thought that Patrick Wisdom was on a one-year deal. No, 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 no. Uh, if you listen to this podcast enough, you know the team retains the player if they want them. If the team wants the player, they retain them up until the 6.00 level. 6.00 years of experience, then the player becomes a free agent. It's the Chris Bryant thing. You want to retain players that are cost-efficient, and players that are not looking like they're going to be cost-efficient, you let them go. Players like Ian Happ, you're going to take the entire rest of the season to assess, is he cost-efficient? If he is cost-efficient, then you keep him. If he's not cost-efficient, then you let him go. You take the entire season, you take all the games, you look into everything, and you assess, is this guy cost-efficient? Is this guy worth keeping? There's a whole bunch of guys on that Cubs list. Some are on the 40-man roster from... um. You know, having been drafted, some are on the 40-man roster from having been uh, non-roster invitees. Some of them are on the 40-man roster due to having been uh, claimed on waivers. In a situation like the Cubs now, winning is not the important thing. Winning is secondary. What is important is deciding, should Rafael Ortega have a 40-man roster spot? Should Jake Jewell have a 40-man roster spot? Should um, Dylan Maples have a 40-man roster spot in the offseason? I don't know. The rest of the season is about assessing left column, center column, right column. And some players in the pipeline, Meisinger was an example, it behooved the Cubs to call him up because if at the end of the season the Cubs had not called up Ryan Meisinger, They'd still have the option. Do we want to keep him or do we want to not keep him? They could keep him as a 40-man roster player, whether he'd been called up or not. So they called him up. They've given him some looks. And at the end of the season, they'll just, or possibly before, they'll decide yes or no, Ryan Meisinger, keep or don't keep. Full breath. Dakota Mekas is in a bit of 
a different situation. Dakota Mekas was a Cubs draft pick. I bothered to look it up. 2016, 10th round, Michigan State. He blew through the lower levels of the minor leagues. It took a while but it, because there were more levels back then. But he basically blew through them. And by 2019, he got to AAA. And in his first AAA season, his ERA was 5.29. That was a year that the AAA... Um, Leagues were using the same uh, high bouncy balls that the that Major League Baseball was. So pitchers who had been doing well in Double A would get to Triple A. And hey, what's with this new baseball? I can't keep the ball in the baseball park. So uh, Mekas had a bad season in Triple A. Whether it was Mekas wasn't pitching well, or it was the baseball, or the whatever, Mekas didn't do well, was not protected for the 40-man roster, from, uh, on the 40-man roster from the Rule 5 draft, was not selected. 2020 came up, 2020 sucked, 2020 was terrible, and he again was left unprotected. He was also not selected. 2021 comes along, he starts in Tennessee, he shreds... Ten Actually, I think he started in Iowa, then went back down to Tennessee because reasons. He was fantastic in Tennessee, came back up to Iowa. He's generally been really good. He's had a couple of clunker outings, which have his ERA at 4.20, but don't buy that. He's probably better than that. And there is a very valid case for, well, the Cubs better call up Dakota Mekas because he is Rule 5 eligible, and you don't really want to lose a player in the Rule 5 draft if it's not necessary, and it's not necessary. They might as well call him up, take a look at him, see if he's worth keeping or not, give him a month, give him five weeks, whatever it is, give him a look-see. Is he worthy of a 40-man roster spot? That's the case for it. That's largely where I still am. That's largely where I still am. However, looking through the 40-man roster options for the offseason, um, contingency plans, contingency plans, contingency plans. There are going to be a whole lot of players that the Cubs are going to consider adding this offseason, a whole bunch of them. And not necessarily a lot of them will be slam-dunk cases. The best example I will use is Jared Young. Jared Young hits. He's a hitter. He didn't hit very well in 2019. He had hit up until 2018. He didn't hit very well in 2019. 2020 sucked. There was no 2020 as far as the minor leagues. 2021, he gets to double eight, starts shredding again. Gets sent to AAA, starts shredding. Jared Young hits. He is a hitter. Presumably the Rule 5, the designated hitter will carry over to the National League in 2021. So there are going to be 15 new teams, like the Cubs, looking at the designated hitter spot as, oh, how are we going to fill this? Now, my, my thinks is uh, the Cubs probably already have the DH kind of sort of filled because Frank Schwindel's hitting the snot out of the ball and he's really not a good first baseman. 
And the Cubs have a reasonably decent first baseman in Alfonso Rivas hiding in AAA. And that would be a certain way the Cubs could internally fill designated hitter and first base all in one fell swoop for whatever sort of a season 2022 is going to be. I'm still not buying that it's going to be 162 games. I'm just not buying it. So, some players make sense to get called up. Some players don't make sense to get called up. The case for Dakota Mekas, games are cheap now. Get him into some games. Look at him. Does his fastball look worth keeping? Is his um, release point going to con, uh, confuse hitters? Just all the stuff with pitchers. Is this guy going to be worth a 40-man roster spot? Is there a logic to keeping him on the 40-man roster spot over the winter and using September as a trial? That's the case for. Here's the case against. Here's the case against Dakota Mekas getting a call up. And this is a valid case. This is a valid argument. And it's one of those arguments where a lot of arguments like this. You're not going to convince anybody. You're not, you're not going to convince many people. If you are a longtime Dakota Mecca's hardcore, he did really well. He done really well in the minor leagues. He does. Uh, he's had good numbers. Blah blah blah. Not buying into twenty. Uh, da, da, da. Games are cheap now. Call him up. Give him a look. Really hard to argue with that. On the other hand, if the Cubs do not call up Dakota Mecca's, do not call up Dakota Mecca's. He doesn't take a 40-man roster spot. He does not take a 40-man roster spot. He doesn't take a 40-man roster spot in August. He doesn't take a 40-man roster spot in September. He doesn't take a roster spot in October. What the Cubs are basically doing, they're not saying Dakota Mekas is terrible. That's not what's being said if the Cubs don't call up Dakota Mekas. What they're saying is, there is a legitimate percentage chance that one of two things will happen. One, nobody selects Dakota Mekas. All the combinations and permutations of how this season could play out. Cubs end up with the fourth pick. Cubs end up with the ninth pick. All the different combinations permutations. This guy does well. This guy does horrible. This guy has a minor injury. This guy... Did, 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 all the different combinations and permutations. You play it through. You play it through all the way until the middle of December. You get to the middle of December. Was Dakota Mekas picked in the Rule 5 draft? Was Dakota Mekas picked in the Rule 5 draft that hasn't happened yet? Was he picked? I don't know. There's a very valid case that other teams will look at the broad board of pitchers, 
whether it's the Cubs system, whether it's the Phillies system, whether it's the Giants system, whether it's the Rays system, whichever system it is. You know, I think we're only going to pick one guy or no guys in the Rule 5 draft. That, that'll be most teams. Pick zero or pick one. Pick zero or pick one. Some teams will pick two or end up with two in one way, shape, or fashion. Will Dakota Meccas be a guy that is selected? If Dakota Meccas is not selected in December, then retroactively, which is completely cheating, completely cheating, the Cubs shouldn't have called him up in the first place. There's a second situation in which it completely makes sense that the Cubs shouldn't have called him up in the first place. If um, someone does select Dakota Mekas, but he gets returned, start of, uh, middle of spring training, shortly into the season, and he, he gets returned to the Cubs, and the Cubs still have him. So you have... Basically three options. Three options in the entire universe. One is Dakota Mekas does not get selected. Two, Dakota Mekas does get selected but gets returned by 10th, 15th game of the regular season. Whenever that would be. Maybe it's April. Maybe it's June. Maybe it's July. Who knows, whichever. That doesn't really play a whole lot in. The third option is someone... Selects Dakota Mekas, and they hang on to him on into the future. Put a percentage on each of those options. I can't do it. I really can't do it. I saw somebody today saying, what was it? Uh, the Cubs will not be a contender until 2028. The Cubs will not be a contender until 2018. He said it just like that. The Cubs will not be a contender until 2028. I said, well, in that case, I hope you're willing to make a hefty contribution to Cubs care if the Cubs are a contender by 2027 because you said they won't be. You know, you're saying not till 2028. So if they if they stun the entire universe and are are good by 2027 and contending by then, I hope you're perfectly willing to give like half or all of your wealth to Cubs care because you were wrong. Seems only reasonable because you said they won't contend until 2028. Dakota Mekas, there's three options. And I really can't place... Is it 33, 33, 33? Um... He could be a useful ad for another organization. He could be someone that nobody chooses to select. And until we know what we're not going to be able to know, we're not going to know if calling up Dakota Mekas eventually was necessary. Because there are going to be... I, I, I briefly looked at Arizona Phil's list. I briefly looked at Arizona Phil's list. And there, Velazquez makes a whole lot of sense. Um, Alfonso Rivas makes a whole lot of sense. 
Jared Young, make a case for against. I think Cam Sanders is on the list. Make a case for or against. Uh, I, I, I haven't looked too much into it. Brendan Little, left-hander, had been a first-round draft choice in 2017. Um, he's doing quite well late, looking really well in AAA. I think Brendan Little is probably more likely to get selected in December than Dakota Meccas. And you're not going to be able to protect every single player. You're not going to be able to protect every single player because if another team is out scouting a game and they have a coach, or they have a scout that says, I completely buy into that player over there. Guy wearing number 35 or guy number wearing number 52 or guy number guy wearing number 7 whatever the number is. Draft this guy in the rule 5 drafts. Draft him. I, I, I like his this, I like his that. I like the cut of his jib. Do whatever whatever the reason. A scout falls in love with a guy. Draft this guy in the rule 5 draft. The Cubs are going to have a whole bunch of guys that might possibly get drafted. And right now, the goal is figure out which guys are the most likely to be useful long-term. Useful long-term, not possibly going to get selected in December. Dakota Meccas probably deserves a look at some point. Is this that year? This is me doing my I'm kind of hedging look. I'm more of a fan of the players in the pipeline than I am of ownership or a handful of the executives. I want Dakota Mekas to get a major league look at some point. I want him to get the major league look at some point. When a player, Tommy Nance, when he got called up, that was fantastic. He got his major league look. He's getting paid. He's going to have a major league pension. As much as he pitched, as much success as he's had, If he does end up getting designated for one reason or another or gets non-tendered, somebody will give him a look. I like seeing the players in the Cubs pipeline get their moment to shine. I'm going to want that to happen to Dakota Mekas. There is, though, a valid case for not calling up Dakota Mekas. What is the likelihood of him getting selected? In? I think when, um, if, Mekas, if Mekas is not on the Cubs 40-man roster in late November, when all the publications come out with their lists, here is a list of 30 guys that you ought to be aware of that teams might be interested in selecting in the Rule 5 draft in December. Here's the list. 30 guys. Not, not, just, not, not just one per each team. These are, here's 30 guys or 50 guys. Or, know these guys. If you're trying to run your list of people who my team ought to select in the Rule 5 draft, here's a list of 50 guys. 
know them, assess them, look up their numbers, look up their secondaries, look up their line drive rate or line drive rate against whatever your pet number is. I hope Dakota Mekas gets a look at the major league level. And if it happens that in seven days, Dakota Mekas gets called up by the Cubs, I will be ecstatic because Dakota Mekas will get his look at the major league level and he will probably do well enough to at least end up getting a couple looks from other teams. You know, that guy who gets bounced back and forth, he gets uh, designated by this team, then he gets designated by this team, then he gets desi- but he keeps getting signed by someone. Dakota Mekas, I hope he's at the very least that guy. But it's not essential. It's not essential that the call- Cubs call up Dakota Mekas in September with a player like a Ryan Meisinger, with a player like a... Um, Adam Morgan. The Cubs have his rights should they wish to retain him. The Cubs will have Dakota Mekas rights in 2022 either way unless he gets plucked in the Rule 5 draft and he sticks with the other team. If Mekas gets called up, he has to retain, he has to earn, he has to justify his 40-man roster spot against other players in the Cubs pipeline. Right now, I can argue either case equally well. I hope Mekas gets his call up. And if it happens soon, all the better. But I think the case for not calling up Dakota Mekas is almost as compelling as the case for calling up Dakota Mekas because when you're dealing with a Rule 5 draft, teams are looking for what they're after. Teams are looking for what they're after, whatever that is, and we don't know that. Maybe Dakota Mekas is top four, top five on a whole bunch of teams' lists, or maybe a whole bunch of teams are, well, I'd really like him if he, I'd really like him in the Rule 5 draft a whole lot better if he was better at, etc., etc., etc. I don't know where he is. If called up, he will have to justify his 40-man roster spot. If he's not called up, he won't have to. And if he's left unprotected, he might get claimed. It's a really difficult decision. And frankly, having a whole lot of really difficult decisions in the Rule 5 draft is exactly where a team ought to want to be. They want to have a whole bunch of players, 8, 9, 10 guys in their system. That, yeah, this guy might get pegged by another team. He's good. We just don't have room for them the 40-man roster for him. Mekas is in that gray area. A very, very gray area. And you can make the case for calling him up or not. I won't argue either one. They both make sense. Thanks for stopping by. Be safe, be nice to others, and you have a South Bend Peoria game to listen to in half an hour. And the Cardinals pitching staff so far this year has been ghastly. So if you like to hear um, St. Louis Cardinals affiliates pitching staffs get crushed, you might want to listen.